The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. I was always waiting to hear the big voice guy. That means we're rolling back for another week. We have had a uh, <laughs> some week. Yeah. But at least our intentions were good, right? Tuesday was going to be a thing. Yesterday we sat here and looked at each other for a while and then realized we couldn't hear each other. <laughs> My favorite was okay, wait, wait, no. Okay, no. No. Okay, no. Jacob, Jacob what's going on? My headphones are cutting out. Oh, is that why Cam gave me the go signal? Because I couldn't hear a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're back for another week, man. Technical difficulties. Even the high-priced equipment sometimes goes to kaputs. Yeah, but Cam got things figured out, and here we are back ready to record. Hey, he was cooler than a fan yesterday because I know he was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> My man was sweating up a storm. He had unplugged, plugged everything in. I felt... Terrible when he moved this whole table when he hit it with his back. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. That had to have hurt like yeah. heck. But at that point, you don't want to say anything. Oh, wait, I just did. Hey, KB, how you doing? He's just over there rolling with it. Shout out to producers. Yeah. I mean, without them, there is no us, right? Definitely. So how you been, man? I mean, I, I felt like I saw you a ton, and I know better. I can't believe, like, you actually did something you almost never do. You text during a game. <laughs> Because well, I'm in a gym with you a lot, and I always wait. I either even halftime sometimes yeah. isn't good because you'll tally stats. Yeah. But once you replied back, then I then I text again. I was like, oh shoot, I'm probably overdoing it. Well, and I wasn't even sure whether they were so. There's very little service inside it's there, and you terrible. don't have an iPhone, so I was on the Wi-Fi. The iMessages was working, but like I, there's one I tried to send you that didn't go through. Yeah. I was. So I wasn't even I'm an sure. Android guy. I'm slumming <laughs> yeah. it. Come, uh, come but on, yeah. droiders. So it was kind of hit or miss whether uh, those were going back and forth, but it makes it easier when I have my brother there with me. And shout out to my brother Jordan who made the trip. Yeah, I guess you guys kind of look like lead. you get along <laughs> extremely well. It depends. Uh, we're still brothers, and uh, seven and a half years difference between us. Uh, I mean, you guys laugh and carry on like it looks like a good time. Yeah, well, you just I mean, be the elder statesman. You should have seen me coaching him though. That that, that did. <laughs> yeah, that's there, there different. was a little bit more back and forth than there usually should be there. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, pretty good. We we developed a nice little system there, and um, so it didn't have to focus in one hundred percent of the time. He was. He was helping me out there and spotting for me and all that. So I, I guess we barely we uh, down in Kansas City for the Kansas City Classic this last weekend. I uh, my team was off, so I decided, you know what? Uh, I've got a friend that lives down in Kansas City, so I'm not doing anything. Might as well head down and watch some of the teams that I haven't seen gotten a chance to see uh, a lot of, which would be Supreme, ETG, and the Adidas Gold team for OSA. Do you guys kind of have that thing where you understand one another? A little bit. Again, Can you do it the minimum? I mean, seven and a half years is. It's it's a lot, but it's not that much. For no. as, 
I mean, plus you guys are like on your common ground. Like, I mean, you're talking hoops. Oh yeah, and yeah, we and we see the game uh, similarly, quite a bit, which makes sense considering I'm the one that talked in the game. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we it, it was it was a fun weekend. Uh, got got to see a lot of teams. Got to, got to get a lot done. So where do you want to start? I uh, I, I kind of want to start with the pleasant surprise of the of the summer. Go ahead, because I don't know if you agree with this, but is not OSA 16 golds the the, the most pleasant surprise of the summer? Yeah, we, we need to start with them because what they did this last weekend was really impressive. Um, and plan was six. That's exactly right. They, they Six guys, and that was it this weekend. It's a good basketball team. And they've been shorthanded the entire spring because Luke Nomishi plays soccer. Carter Mick uh, plays baseball. Um, and Matt Binder just had surgery on his foot, so... Uh, they were down to six this weekend, and they went three and one, and their only loss came to uh, the Howard Poley team that beat ETG 16s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which they was a great American giveaway. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, and no, you're up 16. You have no business losing that game. Yeah. It, it was a rough second half and down the stretch, but we'll, we'll get to them. Uh, we'll start, start with the, the gold teams, and uh, Alex Wilk, I, I texted with Pat Freeman, the coach, like, when he told me that they are going to be shorthanded. It was like, well, the Gretna boys uh, better go crazy, and that's what they did. I, I only watched one of their games myself, uh, but those three combined for 51 points in a win, uh, and I'm talking about Alex Wilcox and Alec Wilkins and, and Joey Veith there, um, all three guys from Gretna. And Wilcoxon averaged 17 points a game this weekend, nine rebounds. He's having up. a fantastic summer. And, and I, get awesome I get it. I get it. Like, I have a thing for him. So it's, yeah. it's like, oh, man, you're DB again, you know, like – but I just – I'm not even going to sit here and tell you he's better without Pekorski. I'm just saying he's a different kind of player. He's essentially running the point. Because he's the guy. Yeah. So it's it's different. Like, he's been he's been sensational. Yeah. Um, getting a chance to handle the ball more, create a little bit off the bounce, and they're still getting him open looks too. Pat runs some great sets to, to get three-point shooters open. So He's competitive yeah. too, man. And he competes. And so he had a great weekend. Alec Wilkins in the game I watched, he was awesome. He had 20 in that game, averaged 15 for the weekend, um, shot the ball really well, 62% from the field, 50 from three. Um, kid, he's so good at using his body to create mm-hmm. angles. And everybody knows he's going left, but he still finds a way to get there and get the shot up. And um, and, and then Joey Veith, he hasn't shot the ball as well as he's capable of. Um this this spring, I think, for the most part, but hit four threes in the game I was watching. Had double double, uh, um, something like I forgot, sixteen points and fourteen rebounds, something like that. Um, he was big in that game, so those guys really stepped up. Um, and again, three and one with uh, playing six guys all weekend, and they 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 were in they were playing tough teams. They they weren't down in a, a lower pool. Um, they they really challenged themselves again playing Howard Poley, it's a Nike team, um, and a few other good teams. So um, that, that was uh, really impressive. They, they beat Jay Elite. Um, speaking of, saw him kind of hanging around watching his teams down there in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, bleach blonde <laughs> hair at this point. I'm like, what is he doing with that haircut? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I uh, He was walking away from me, and I just saw, like, that guy's tall. Um, and, and then, like, later on, turned around, I was like, oh, hey, that's, that's Michael Porter Jr., um, but they beat all Iowa attack their top team and also beat Austin unbreakable. So good weekend, uh, for the uh, Adidas gold six teams. And I think they've only lost like three, four games this whole, this whole se- uh, season so far playing on the Adidas gold and some good tournaments. Were you surprised to see all Iowa attack struggle so much? 
Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I don't think they're quite at the level that they've been the last few years. I, I think they the, lack some athleticism. Yeah. I, I they think, can shoot it. I, I think the it seems like the, the program is kind of expanding, but I don't know if the, the top-end talent is there. I know they've opened like some more regional teams as well, it seems like, just seeing uh, names throughout the spring. But, uh, I mean – there's there's some good teams to compete for uh, with talent there, especially when you've got like D1 Minnesota coming and plucking some of the best players from the state. Obviously, Nebraska teams uh, are pulling in some, some Iowa kids, so they, they've got a bigger population base than we do. But again, the more competition, the the tougher it is to 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 create one really good team. When you're taking a look at kind of the totality of their efforts, and when you looked at the pool, were you thinking? Why are they in with this group, or did you feel like as long as we're not playing those guys, and by we I mean another Omaha team, you were okay with it? Yeah, I mean they what two, four, six teams in a pool. Um, they, they show they belong, um, and, and again, like it's on the one had hand, every it, opportunity yeah. to hang in there with Howard Pulley too, yeah. like you were talking about. It's like what six points? I, yeah, I think, yeah, sixty-five, fifty-nine. Um, so that they were right there in that thing, and they won a uh, won a game in overtime, I believe. Their last one, uh, I believe, multiple overtime overtimes, maybe Twice, even. I think. Yeah. Um, so credit to them; they they showed they belong, and they've been doing that this entire spring. They're having a lot of success uh, on the gold circuit, um, and that isn't necessarily the case for the seventeens, but. 17's had a good weekend too, um, and they they had they needed this win. Uh, the OSA Gold 17 you went three and one. I was there for the three wins. I didn't get to see the last one, but uh, Joey Rieschel, who hasn't really played since really early in the Her spring, games with uh, with prep. Yeah, he he was back this weekend for the first time in a while, and he was huge this weekend. In, in the three games that I watch, average almost 17 a game. Uh, or yeah, averaged 16 a game and shot 14 of 26 from three in three games. Like that, he changes that team quite a bit. Now you've got to at least you have to go get them. Right? Yeah. They stretch. He stretches you a little. Yeah. So you add him as a compliment to um, uh, Alec Noonan, who uh, I, I've been a big fan of for a while now and um, w- was solid this weekend, had some stretches there where he like looked like the best player on the court and that's what they need him to do. Um, so Good confidence-boosting win for that team. Uh, I think uh, between uh, Jeffrey Roselle third and Mitch Scholl, they kind of went back and forth. They each had a, a game here or there um, uh, to kind of offer that that size complement to Rishol and uh, Noonan. So um, good weekend for them as well. Um, so, again, three and one. I, I think, I think the, they'll take that for sure. Yeah, so. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Uh, let's hop over to Supreme, right? Because I think they had probably the signature victory of the weekend over... Mocan in a game in which I know Mocan is probably kicking themselves, but talking about the 16s here. Yep. Yeah, sorry, let yeah. me. I shouldn't assume. <laughs> I'm a little surprised at the rotation, and it it's hard to log minutes for Supreme. I kind of saw yeah. it all weekend. There are a lot of guys, not a lot. There's probably two or three that I'm kind of wondering how they're feeling about their minutes. Yeah, and. Anytime you got 10 guys on a team, it can kind of work out that way. Um, they, Supreme 16s, they went 3-1 and one playing up in the 17U division. They went 2-1 and one against 17U teams and then beat the Mocan 16s that were also playing up. Um, the, the one loss was uh, th- their last game of the weekend uh, against formerly Formers. Yobo, now VWBA Elite. And uh, my brother's watching that game for me. They they shot the ball well. They just turned the ball over twenty times. And That's going to be the problem with that backcourt. You do that, you're not going to be. Win. I like I love yeah. Chase Allen, um, but the backcourt play has kind of been hit or miss in terms of taking care of the basketball. And but going to that Mocan game, like Landon Pekorski was unbelievable in, in that game. He uh, had twenty five on eight of ten shooting, three of four from three, uh, six of seven from the line. And he was handling the, the pressure, the, the ball, uh, getting to his spots on the floor, hitting his shots. Um, it, all every, Again, only missed two shots the entire game, and that's with athleticism. That's with these Mocan guys running around, making life tough on him. He had some tough th- – those floaters that he likes to get to. He got to his spots, got good angles on those, put them in. Um, and Will Cooper um, had a huge game as well. Went five of eight from three in that one, including the go-ahead three in overtime. Because this this game did go to overtime, and they ended up winning 55-50. And, uh, yeah, Cooper hit the go-ahead three. uh, And then uh, Pekorski finished it off uh, from the free-throw line, hit all four of his free throws in overtime to to seal the win. So um, I I was really impressed with what I saw of Pekorski in that game. And he was good in their first game, too. Um, I think he had an efficient 11 points in, in that one. Um, and again, like they've got 10 guys, they, they kind of go back and forth. So he, he wasn't playing heavy minutes, but he, he played well in, in that one as well. And he was quite in, in the last one. Um, but overall, yeah, which I watch. yeah overall so, solid weekend for him in, in particular. And I got, you talk about minutes and opportunity. A guy that I really like is Jake Hilkman and he, he didn't, take a ton of shots this weekend, but he was really efficient. Um, uh, in the games I watch, uh, 22 points on 8 of 12 shooting. Um, Does a lot of the little yeah. things, too. He keeps balls alive. Um, I, he's he, solid. He, he plays hard. He can shoot the ball a little bit. He, he goes to the rack. Like he, He's got a chance to, as he continues to develop now, um, joining 
uh, a core at Lincoln Southeast with Wade Boss and Tay Moore and some of those other young guys. Um, a little more movement in Lincoln than I thought. He, yeah, but I, I think he's a really good fit for that team for what they needed, uh, and I know they're excited about uh, him choosing uh, to move there. So um, he's a guy that I think you're definitely going to keep an eye on. He, he's still got some polishing up to do, uh, but at, the tools are there to be a pretty darn good player as he continues to develop. Uh, let's go 17 for, let's stay with Supreme. Yeah. Tough weekend for them, but it's kind of not unexpected. Um, Kale Jacobson committing Nebraska, shutting it down. He was playing with them, uh, in the spring and it wasn't, wasn't scoring a ton, but he was doing Kale Jacobson things, uh, playing point, moving the ball, defending, um, getting some tough buckets when they need it. And then Tate Oddbody. Um, I believe in well, they really injury. They, yeah, they really struggled without him offensively. Yeah. And didn't have him all weekend. So they, they were playing with eight and um, went one and three against tough competition. Um, you know, Carter Templemeyer had, had a good game in their first win that my brother was watching. Uh, he and Chase Henderson, I think, both scored 14, something like that. Um, but the one I watched was the, the Mocan game. And unfortunately, Mocan just... It's, it's good basketball. It's a team. really good team, and Trey Green didn't even play, but it didn't matter. They just have so much size and athleticism that uh, Supreme couldn't really do anything to, to slow them down. They got seven, seven, one, uh, twenty, twenty-four center playing up, John Bull. Um, he number of dunks. You got Omaha Blue flying around there. They, they've got a couple Gosh, of other guys. Athletic. I'm not sure what his offensive skill set is going to be, but. <laughs> He is a pogo stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just, they just didn't, like, Temple Myers 6'1", is guarding, like, a 6'6", dude that Summit League guys are looking at just because he was the, the, the small forward in that lineup without a guy like uh, with Oddbody in the lineup. So they were just smaller across the board and couldn't find a way. But the one guy that really um, kind of uh, stepped up in that game was Ryland Smith. And he scored 19 of their 40 points. On uh, seven to thirteen shooting, hit four threes. Um, he looks so mature and grown with all that hair, man. I was like, <laughs> he looked like he was forty. <laughs> and he has been shooting the ball well for them this entire it's spring. His, it's his shot selection. Yeah, he, right? he's over fifty percent from three. Not a high degree of difficulty, right? Yeah. He takes good looks, he's off, letting the game come to him. Yeah, playing off those other guards, playing uh, a lot of time. He's sharing the court with a Henderson or with. Um, uh, Jacobson when he was playing so got a chance to kind of move off the ball and knock down shots and he's been doing that really well uh, unfortunately just couldn't really get anybody else going uh, in that game um, so it w- wasn't really a competitive game uh, Josiah Dotzler didn't didn't play a ton for Mocan got out there and made some good hustle plays but um, Th- those minutes are starting to surprise me a little May- I don't know if surprise is the word I just wonder like he's such a competitor right I'm, I'm curious to see like you just got to hang in there Right, yeah. see what happens with, you know, you get some downtime in June and then July. I think rosters will officially kind of set. Some guys will probably move, <laughs> right? Maybe not off of Mocan so much, but there is movement usually before July, right? Like, what, what, what did you see? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's tough joining a new team when you've got guys that have played for that program for a while, yeah. and you got to, you have to really prove yourself. Like, you have to beat out those guys for minutes. Like, if you're close probably going to defer to the guy that the, the, the coaches have known for a while. So that that's the danger of kind of like joining a, a new team, going to a, a new place for your last season. Um, kind of the same thing. I mean, high school, you, you go to a new high school, like 
uh, unless you're like clearly the best guy coming in there, then it's it might be a, a tough adjustment. You got to adjust to new coaches, new system, got to learn uh, everything new. So um, I'm sure that's probably part part of what's going on. And again, Mocan is one of the best teams yeah, in the country. It's deep. Um, so, yeah, they, they've got Trey Green doesn't play, and then you bring out another point guard that uh, – uh, a summit league coach that I was talking to was interested and he came out and played well in that game. So, um, they, they've got a lot of guys that can play for sure. Um, Supreme 15s, I think we'll wrap up yeah, with them. Let's stay, um, let's stay Supreme. Uh, I, this, uh, I, I've only seen one of their game up, before right? this weekend. Uh, yeah, just like the six, they played up and, um, played three 16 new teams, beat all three of them and then lost a close one to Mocan, uh, 15s in the closing weekend. I haven't seen them since the, the very first, like, day of the season essentially um I, I was impressed and Robbie Garcia didn't play when I saw them uh th- that first time and uh he he had a really good weekend and uh the Bellevue West big guy oh, that, yeah. that got some varsity experiences here um while Jacob Arope was uh, kind of sitting out his 90 days um he averaged I, again I, I saw three of their games averaged 11 a game on almost 60 percent shooting hit a few threes um rebounded fairly well and um, he really stepped up against that in that Mokan game, led him with 17 points, um, did it in a variety of ways. Um, Brayden, it's a pretty balanced team. Braden Frager had a good weekend from they have good, They have good size for that age group. Uh, yeah, he's big, long, 6'5", athletic, um, goes hard to the basket, almost 10 a game this week in those three games, five boards. Um, uh, ball, uh, nine, nine a game, shot the ball really well. He, he stepped up big in their first game. And then Derek Rollins from from Miller North, and uh, also nine a game, uh, really efficient, um, almost seven boards a game. He uh, he had one game where he didn't he didn't score well, and he made up for it by grabbing eleven rebounds. And the other three he scored well, so um, can impact the game in a variety of ways. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Um, so I was impressed with that team overall. They, man, they were taking it to Mocan in the first half. I believe it was 32-17. They, they was allowed, it was the tempo. Like, yeah. they got to set it. I thought that that was kind of the key for them. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in the second half, they just kind of uh, Mokin settled in there and started kind of ticking away at it, ticking away at it, and eventually it, it was tied there um, down the stretch there with uh, with a minute or two to go, and then they just missed a few and um, 
and uh, they, they hit some free throws to stretch it out, but that ended up being a 67-59 loss, but it was a little bit closer than that. So overall impressive showing from the Supreme 15s, a lot of size on that team, and some guys that are definitely going to be playing varsity minutes this next year. Uh, let's, go, let's hop over to ETG. Yep. Not as near and dear to my heart. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you uh, want to start with the 16s? Yes. Yeah, let's go 15s. 15s. Right? Because I, I, they have a, I like this team, right? Not overly big in the back court. They're still learning how to defend in the front court with some of the athleticism and size, but a lot of nice players, pieces, I should say. And this weekend, they were shorthanded as well. Reese Kircher um, didn't play, and neither did Amir Martin. So they were down to eight. Um, and they went one and three. The, the the one win was over Kingdom Hoops Navy. So their second team, they won that one by 31. Uh, but had a tough time against Kingdom's top team, against MPJ Elite and All-Iowa Attack. MPJ Elite, that backcourt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it comes down to a lot of it is decision-making. And I only watched one of their games this weekend, but they took a lot of bad shots, made some bad passes, and they just could not get into a rhythm offensively the entire game. That's enough to do you in, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to score the ball if you're giving it to the other team. Yeah. <laughs> well, we saw that last night, and not to go all NBA, but you're Golden State. You have 14 turnovers in the first half. You wonder why you're down at the half. Wow. And take better care of the basketball. And Suns in that third quarter against Dallas in game five, too. 12 turnovers in the third quarter. Like, that's gonna, that's how it went from a, a close game to a 30-point blowout. What did I tell you over text during that game, right? Like, turnovers is the one. It's, yeah. it, it's the only stat that doesn't give you a chance. Especially live ball turnovers. Because yeah. that, that, like, Transition buckets, like uh, you get twos on one, three on one, uh, uncontested breakaway off of a bad pass across. Like th- those are just the absolute killer because there's yeah. nothing you can do about them once you make that mistake. And you give te- good teams something. I always stress with my team: you give good teams free points, it's going to be really hard to win. You need to make them or if they're going to score on you, <clears throat> it, it, they better have earned it. You got to make them go hit a tough shot. You cannot give them free whether it's. Uh, missing box outs and giving them e- easy putbacks, or it's bad pass that leads to a breakaway layup. You cannot give them free buckets. You got to make them earn it, and um, that that plays a huge part in, in basketball game, especially at this level, because that that affects the psyche. Like you you see the team running away, um, run the other way for an easy layup, and then you get your head down and um, all that type of thing. So rough weekend for the 15s, but honestly, I, I think. The 16s, they went 3-1. and one. Um, I, I think I, I'm guessing that you're probably not not thrilled with the way they played overall this weekend. Again, no. they played well enough to get three wins, but I don't think they played up to their potential. Um, like in any game, they're um, – so I saw three of the games, including that, that loss to open the weekend, and I said they, they had the lead on Howard Poley, and then down the stretch, they went 2 of 15 from three in the second half. And – that's just not going to work. And yeah. I, cause you know, and again, I, I know that there's high level guys being recruited from, from Howard Pulley and, you know, they had firm control of that game. And it's like, they go through this four or five minute stretch where they, they don't take good care of the basketball. You take tough contested shots. You get a couple of runouts, and you don't shoot it well. It's a smaller team. So they have to rebound and shoot it well. And they did neither in the second half. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah. And that's, 
the, the rebound was a kill or the entire day. Second chance points. And I mean, they're smaller. Um, that's going to happen with that team. But the, the problem, they're so good at trapping and being aggressive on defense and getting the ball before they even get a shot up. But yeah. I didn't think they were on points with the rotations in that game. There were so many where they were just taking themselves out of the play versus doing something productive with with their switching and rotating. And you and saw, then, and you saw my other pet peeve, right? The the gambling for steals that you cannot get yeah. on a team like that that plays. It's not the first rotation; it's the second rotation yeah. that makes them good. So you just can't play hero ball with them, especially defensively. And then if you're scrambling and shot does go up, you got no shot at going and winning fifty fifty balls when your five is six three and theirs is six eight. Yeah, um, it's just not going to work out in your favor. You got to win the positioning battle when you're undersized, and this team is almost always going to be undersized for their competition when they're playing at the high level. So now having uh, said that, they did they did play well. They do find multiple ways to win without always shooting it well, right? Like yeah. they and that was a 71-68 win or loss yeah. against power. They down the stretch, they had the lead and then Poli hit a 3. That um, was a tough well, 3. The first one even like from the hit, corner. Well, they the, the pull-up one yeah. and then the one from yeah, uh but it's just the opposite order. They hit the yeah. corner one, yes. and then the, the pull-up was think, the, yeah, then, the game winner. And then Daniel Freytag, who's getting D1 uh, offers. I didn't even think he was going to shoot that. No. That, was, that was pretty it good was defense. Deep, yeah, <laughs> pulled it up. Like, that's the kind of shot that you'll live with. But he hit it, and that was the difference. Uh, ETG didn't make the big-time shots down the stretch, yeah. and, and Poi did. They went out and earned that win, and credit to them. But Freytag, he's – I didn't – I wasn't blown away – but he was tough around the 10 finishing. Yeah. yeah. And again, made a couple big plays down the stretch. That's what you need. Like, if you're not, you need your best players, even if they don't have a great game, to, to step up in the clutch. And, and he did in that game. But um, credit to guys bouncing back. They, they beat MPJ Elite, uh, Austin Unbreakable, and All Iowa Attack. And the I saw the first three. And um, just overall, Jay and Jackson uh, is continuing to have a good spring offensively. He was really efficient. He's the one guy that was kind of all three of those games, um, shooting the ball fairly well, 15 a game, uh, 50 from the field, 42 from three, um, rebound fairly well. It's just he, he's a, It's just tough to like get a projection for him because of his so- physical tools and position in terms of looking down the line. But so, he's very good at what he is. You know what he's going to get you? And, and you saw this. So I see him obviously all the time. You know where he's really good and he's got to understand He's a very sneaky offensive rebounder. Yeah. He gets a we lot. Saw that state. He gets a lot of putbacks. And he get he got like three a game. He's going to get you a free six points because he's good around the 10 with offensive rebounding. And, and cutting, too. Like, when yeah. he decides to do it, like, he did a good job of playing off. Like, uh, in the three games I had uh, C.J. Mitchell and Caleb Benning, 22 assists, four turnovers, 14 yeah. steals between those and those yeah. two. Um, <laughs> like, that, that, that'll that play. You have guys that can get in the paint and make plays uh, and play off two feet or drive and kick. And um, there were a couple times where you had Jackson cutting, a couple other guys. Uh, Kevin Subblefield had... An up and down weekend, but it was overall solid. Ten, 10 a game, fifty five shooting. Can you um, imagine if he got out of neutral? <laughs> if he could just, and I can say yeah. this, he's family, right? And yeah. I see him every other day. If he, if he ever played with a sense of urgency, he's different. Yeah, uh, and even the like the alley oop he uh, got. Uh, was he? Was oh, so by casual. the way, it is so casual. <laughs> Perfect pass from Mitchell. Um, yeah. Set that thing up, um, and each I think. 
Uh, Caleb had six assists, no turnovers in the first game. Then CJ, something about the same thing in that MPJ game. So it kind of took off making plays and running the show there. But um, yeah, over, I, I feel like CJ offensively, I was he wasn't scoring efficiency. He wasn't as good this weekend as I've seen him previously he this spring. He couldn't really get shots off. His yeah. shot, his shots attempts per game were way down. Yeah, it was very hard for him to kind of shake free and. Sometimes, occasionally, he's going to run into those big, strong defenders. Yeah, right. Where because he's got elite level quickness, he's crafty, but um, they just kind of smothered him. They, we saw a lot of it was a big guards game this weekend. I thought where Connor Milliken, like we'll get to the seventeens here before we get out of here, but there were some big, stronger guards. Like they can really limit you defensively if you feel like guarding. And we saw that with the 17s. It's good experience for him um, to, to play that level of competition because down the line, obviously, he's still got a couple more years here to develop to see what he could end up becoming. Like, he's, he's got a chance to be a really good player. Um, and so the, the, those are the kind of learning experiences that you have to take, evaluate, and figure out a way to get better from. Um, yeah, the 17s, they've got to find another scorer, right? Their numbers, their 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 offensive punch is way down. And th- that is kind of the tough part when, when they put together the team, um, obviously with some decisions and the way things broke out and the situation, um, they ended up investing in the guys that were unsigned seniors with Jamison Gruber and, and David Harmon. And now with both of those guys committing and taking themselves out of the team. They, ro- they lost Root Bijot. Yeah, late it, in the process because yeah, they thought they were going to have him. So those are guys that you thought would be your kind of leading scorers and go-to guys and lead playmakers. So now everybody has to move up the hierarchy. Now Connor Milliken has to be your go-to guy, which, I mean, he's used to that, but there's a difference between doing it in, in Class B, Nebraska, versus doing it uh, in the summer. And now you need J.J. Fair and you need Jackson Stubbe to step up and probably be more, do more than they had done previously. Um. So, but they still went three and one in their pool. Um. Overall, I think I thought it was a pretty good weekend. All for three them. of those guys, I don't think not, any of them played shot the ball super well. Um. But they, they had each had games where they stepped up and had and impacted the game in a lot of ways. Uh. Man, if, if Stewie could just get that that shot down a little bit more consistently, I know. Um. He does so and many so, things, and he's so likable. His yeah. game is pretty well rounded. He reminds me a little bit of Jaden Jackson, where. He, People kind of label him as just a shooter. He's got more in his bag than just being a good shooter. Yep. And as we round up here, um, good to mention a few other teams are down there. Powerhouse uh, Hoops Brown went, went three and one. I, I watched their Kingdom Hoops Elite game, and that was as well as I've seen them play offensively this entire spring. Didn't turn the ball over a ton. No, and they shot the ball really. Tay Moore, um, I think Lena like Pekorski probably had the best performance I saw this weekend. Tim Moore was up there in that game. 19 points, 8 of 11 shooting, hit three threes, um, six assists. Uh, he was just in control that whole game. Um, MBDA 16U, they went 4-0, um, watched one of their games, and Hunter Giles had a really good second half. They were trailing the entire game, and they came back and won it, and he had like 14 in the second half. Really good cutter going to the rim. Um, and, and then NRE 15U, they, they went 4-0 as well in their pool. And uh, – Mari Shoemaker played well in the last one. Uh, Trinell Parker. Creighton I watched I watch those guys kind of hang around each other and watch games. They That seems like a pretty close-knit group. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got a, a lot of kids there. Um, they got 11 on the team, but um, they, they got some kids that can play. Like, uh, Parker had a really impact with the game in a lot of ways. Um, had some size there in that Korean prep program. And, um, again, Shoemaker is a guy that I think has, has a lot a of upside there for Lincoln Southeast. 
Uh, we gave you 32 minutes. It's a lot to get in. We'll be back next week. Next week, that's my man Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. It's Nebraska Preps post game. Don't you miss it? A Huda Media Production.